everyone, and welcome to the Glad to Podcast. I'm Lauren Romo. With me, as always, is my cousin and fellow nerd, Andrea Gutierrez. I like Lurkahounds. <laughs> we stand Lurkahounds around here. <laughs> What's going on? I love Batcha. Cute Batcher. <laughs> And we got a dog in the crew now. Come on. I know. Come on. You got to you gotta have a dog. You got to have one. Lauren, you need a dog. You oh, got a cat. Believe but... me. I got a cat, and I love my cat. I do I do love dogs, so you know that. We've yep. we grew grown up, up with dogs. Grew up with dogs, so eventually I will get a dog, though, for sure. All right, kids, we're back. We're here. We're ready for some Bad Batch talk. Woo, what a start. What a start, Ange. I'm excited. We got a lot to talk about. So before we dive into all the fun stuff, though, if this is your first time listening to us, welcome. We are a Star Wars podcast that discuss anything and everything within that galaxy far, far away. In each episode, we will dive into one or two topics and have a general discussion on them. Topics could be movies, TV series, books, comics, a specific character, you name it, and we talk about it. All right, Ange, we're back, baby. Full throttle, we are back with our Bad Batch team. Wow. Not all of them. <laughs> Not all. R.I.P. to a real one, Tech. Mm. But yeah, we, we are back with our crew that we uh, that we have now. And man, what a start to season three. Uh, I'm excited to talk about what went down. Because I think there is, especially in two of those episodes. Well, all three really had a lot of information. We'll dive into it. But man, there's some heavy stuff. Heavy, 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 heavy stuff in these episodes. So. As we always do, Ange, uh, let's start with overall thoughts, feelings, what, how we watch, the usual. So start us off. How did everything go down for you? What did you feel? How did you think? Let's talk about it. Yeah, I um, did not wake up early and watch it. I had to work, and work was pretty <clears throat> important this week, so I kind of couldn't you know, be my normal self where I'm like, oh, I'm going to hide in my office and watch it. <laughs> Um, so I, and I stayed off of Twitter, you know, when you're, you stay off of Twitter and then Twitter tries to like bait you into like going on it. Like it gives you like <laughs> right, yeah. notifications of someone posted this. Like, I was like, what? So, um, yeah, I didn't think there was, I mean, after watching it, there wasn't like anything spoilery, but, um, I just didn't want anybody's opinions. I just, I just wanted to go in and I, I loved it. I really did. Um, the first episode, it it was slow, but it was like a good slow burn. It's almost like this is the last season of this. This is the last time we're going to see this. Like, I'm cool with dragging it out, you know. And uh, then the second episode with Wrecker and Hunter um, was outstanding. Just really fun, dark, creepy, just what I love about this show and then season, I mean, not season three, episode three really just kind of put us in place of like what we're expecting for the rest of the season. And I'm excited. I, I'm i excited. Everything was great. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a ride. <laughs> I mean, just by what we saw in these first three episodes, it's going to be wild. And I, and I totally agree. Um, so I was able to... I watched it in the morning before I went to work and I had the earphone ins, the, the ear pods in. So I got the full, the full effect. Can we just stand and applause the Kiners? I know. Like that family. 
knows how to play Star Wars music. Dude, episode three, every sound was intentional and was perfect for the mood and what was going on. It was amazing. No, they, I mean, they're, they're ridiculous. (laughs) They're just absolutely ridiculous. And like you said, you know, the first episode I liked, it was that slow, but it was just, it was what I liked about Andor information, a lot of information. Uh, And it was a good, like catching up point. Right. I, I even, I usually, I don't skip or usually I skip. I will, I will, I usually I skip like the previously on stuff. This time I watched it just to see like what they would show. And I, and I really actually, I liked what they did with that. Cause they showed, I think really good, um, big moments, big points, obviously the whole tech, uh, tech falling and just all that. Like it was a good, like, oh, okay, good reminder of like, okay, this is where we are. And they just jump you right in, you know, and you, it again, the animation, God, where I just give me a new full. There's gotta be. Give me a movie, man. There's gotta be like a movie, another show with this type of animation. Like, it, this can't be it. No, it can't because this animation is too good. It's too good. I loved how the first episode made you feel the anxiousness that was probably felt by Omega. On you know, in the lab, uh, it like those drawn out like piano strikes that were just like repetitive. I, it just made you feel like this is going to be it. And I'm stuck here. And I wish I, I wasn't like that. It was it didn't like put me in this. It's so like strange to like describe it. It it but it put you in, in being there and the uncomfortableness and the anxiousness of it. It was so like perfectly like performed. No, I, I you're a hundred percent right. The, the ticking of the, of that, of the vials going around, like it was just, it was just perfect. Right. Cause it just gave you that, like you're saying the anxiety, especially in, you know, that last episode of like, Oh God, they're going to get, to omega right so like it's 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 like a it's like the timer right it was just oh it's so good they use the sound so well and like we said the music the animation i mean there that that first shot of the episode in episode one you i swear those were real freaking trees man like i (laughs) swear to god that animation is so good and then even in the next episode when hunter and wrecker see the lab that shot of like just that scope shot that like just you know man it's just good i mean again give me a new full theatrical animation star wars movie it's time it's time the animation is it's it's perfect it's just there now to do so again i loved what they did in these first three episodes obviously to keep going on my overall thoughts again it's they put you back into where we left off and it's pushing the storylines forward. What we have talked about with the empire, right? What's going on behind the scenes. We're going to dive into all that in a little bit. And then again, just catching up with, with the crew that we have, right? With Omega, with Crosshair, with Wrecker, with Hunter, right? We see where they are, what has been going on, 
these past few months, which I, I did figure out. Uh, we'll talk about it, but I, I didn't count, but like I figured out the dashes on the, on the, on the, uh, on the wall. On, on her wall. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think I figured it out. I think if honestly, Alex Damon, shout out to Alex Amalia as always, Star Wars Explained. Mm-hmm. He did it obviously in his video first. So funny, like he figured it out, and then I when I was watching, I was like, okay, yeah, math, math, math checks out, Alex. Good job, the math, <laughs> the math checks out. But it was, it's just, it's fun being back with this, with this animation, but with this crew specifically, right? It's, just, I, I just love it. I love what they're doing, what we're gonna get into, because there's, there's just a lot that they can tie in. And you, I think, Andrew, you talked about it. I think last time we kind of talked about the trailer of how they can really combine and really connect like the sequel trilogy with some stuff. Right. And beyond. I right. mean, we're, we already got there in episode three with the mention of project necromancers. So right. Very right. cool. So there's a lot, there's a lot that they can, again, there it's, I feel like, and people have said this and I totally agree. The bad batch will be that show that enhances. I'm not going to say it's going to make it better. I'm not going to whatever with the sequel trilogy. I both Andrea and I like the sequel trilogy for what it was, for what it is. Yeah. Obviously, if you listen to our reviews on those movies, well, specifically the Tross one, you, you know what our thoughts and feelings were, but overall we like, we enjoyed those movies, but it's things like, the bad batch and what like the clone wars did for the prequel trilogy to enhance not to make it better but to enhance those movies this is what i think the bad batch this is what i think these live action shows are going to do right they're going to enhance the sequel trilogy and then connect it all and that's what i'm really looking forward to because the empire is the empire palpatine's palpatine He's still doing the stuff and we got that full effect in these episodes too. So uh, let, let's dive into it. So first of all, let's go with the first episode was called Confined. 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 Yeah. Confined. It was uh, directors were Brad Rao and then Saul Ruiz. Uh, obviously writers uh, that are uh, checking on IMBD are Dave Filoni, George Lucas, Jennifer Corbett. Uh, and then episode two was called Paths Unknown, and that was, again, directors were Brad Rao, Nathaniel Villanueva, who I've seen, I'm pretty sure, has done other um, Bad Batch uh, shows before. And again, writers, Filoni, Lucas, Corbett. Uh, and then episode three was called Shadows of Tantus. Again, directors Brad Rao, Stuart Lee as well. Again, he has done previous Bad Batch stuff as well. And again, again, uh, writers were uh, credited are Dave Filoni, George Lucas, and Jennifer Corbett. So again, this team is good. <laughs> I mean, again, I know a lot of people. We've and we say this all the time. A lot of people want to give Filoni the flowers and which he deserves, but yeah, you got to give it to Jennifer Corbett, to Brandon, uh, to Brad Rao, because those guys are really the ones doing the show like they're the directors they are really the ones that are behind the show again not to we're not disregarding Filoni at all but it's not like he it's not it's not Filoni rebels it's he's a part of it right but like 
Corbin and Rao are the ones that are really steering this ship. So I really, again, I, we always want to say, yes, Filoni, but yes, also, <laughs> there's more than just him, right? I mean, he gets a lot of the recognition, but we got to give recognition as well to the other people. So definitely, you know, Jennifer Corbin has done a fantastic job. Brad Rao as well has done a fantastic job with this series so far. So, Edge, I want to start with the Hunter Wrecker episode. Okay. We're going to start there because there's a, obviously it, it was a shorter episode. And it was just them because there's a lot of Omega Crosshair Empire stuff to talk about in those yeah. episodes, which I want to really talk about. But I want to talk about this episode first because I think I I loved it because, again, it was it was the second episode of the actual of the of the season but i like knowing what what has hunter and wrecker been doing right let's catch up with them because obviously previous episodes we caught up with omega and crosshair and of course they are doing what they what we expected them to be doing they're looking for omega and they're turning every rock and every you know lead that they can and where does it lead them back to roland durand <laughs> Nice touch. And I love it. Right. It's a good callback. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it was cool to see what, obviously, they brought the pike that took his horn, that disgraced the family, and they brought him back in front of his mom, Lady Duran, who was voiced by, I swear, at first, I thought it was Helen Mirren. <laughs> it yeah. sounded like Helen Mirren, <laughs> but it was Angelica Houston. That's fabulous, so cool. Who was fabulous as well. Right. If you... Uh, very very well you know voice actress and she was uh lady duran so but i love i like again i like the callback to that i I love how they got the information and again this is just what they know right so again they're on they're on the hunt trying to find omega and of course they are right and i just i love that that's the it's that's never in doubt when, especially when you go on their ship, right? It's not just Omega. You see text glasses. You see Lula, right? Like, it's a constant reminder for Hunter. Especially Hunter, I feel like. He's one that I feel like, not that Record doesn't want to either. But I feel like Hunter, especially even at the end of season two. This is like his mission. Per, like, I feel like it's a little more personal for him. Would you agree with that? I feel like this is that's the vibe I get from him. Yeah, he always he seems very consumed by finding Omega. I think he f- he started to see glimpses of what his future could be, um, and not being so soldier like, and to have that taken away from him, and then to also know that um, there's no purpose for them um, out there as much. So, of course, this is this is like his mission. I felt like this episode was really good about. Um, like showing the themes of like loyalty and abandonment. Um, it was really awesome that yeah. those kept coming back because all the clones ever knew was loyalty. And now they're being abandoned by uh, their creators and each other. It's each just, other. I was just going to say, yep. Yeah. And um, it was just a really good way to explore that in a, in a short little episode with the new cadets. Yeah, I mean, that's a big thing. So it leads them, you know, they they get a lead and it leads them to an old lab of hemlocks 
that had been bombarded on, right? And we find out there are three cadets that survived, who I think, I and I can't, I believe, were these ones that we saw in Clone Wars before? I don't. Were they I by name? I can't remember if they're by name. I I know Mock sounds familiar, but Deacon Stack doesn't like jog anything for me. So, Ma, yeah, Mox did for me too for some reason. Of course, yeah. that's voiced by Mr. Daniel Logan. Yeah, that's cool. Which is really cool. Yeah, that was nice little touch. Uh, you know, again, full circle Clone Wars to Bad Batch, uh, having him voice uh, the cadet leader. But yeah, and then they get to this planet, and I this is where I think it really gets interesting when it comes to the empire is that they're doing experiments like, like what Mox was kind of explaining. They were doing experiments. They really, they weren't really aware of what, what kind of experiments they were doing experiments. One of them, these slither vines can got out of control, took over everything. And then they literally had to leave because of that. And they bombed it. So obviously they, there couldn't be any information or anything led back to the empire which is so again it's so empire and i i just i love it like it's just it just it goes with what we have known right Palp- this this would be a palpatine play right destroy any evidence right or this, it would just it just fits his his narrative but i find it fascinating that again these how many labs have they've had right For- this can't have been the only one, I feel like. So, I mean, what what other places have they tried experiments and it got out of control and they had to destroy? I, I feel like this might not be the only one, but who knows? But but it's I, but you you talk about and I like that theme that you brought up, Andrew, of loyalty. You know, when we meet those cadets, they talk about, you know, they they thought they were. When they left Camino, they were under the understanding that they were going to continue being, you know, soldiers. But then they became, uh, la- like test subjects. Test subjects, yeah. And then they got, you know, once the experiments got out of control with the Slither Vines, the clones left, and they even were like, you know, they they left the cadets there, all their friends, you know, and. They they escaped, so it was Mox, like you said, Mox, Stack, and Deke. And they even told Hunter or Hunter and Wrecker that like, yeah, that they left us. They we you know, they said they were following orders. And like I say, it's that theme of loyalty where they thought they, you know, they were born and raised to be soldiers, right? And now they're not soldiers anymore, right? And I like again, that kind of harkens to that last scene that we see with Hunter and Max talking about, you know, you, you're not soldiers anymore, man. This is new to you. Like it was new to us. You're beginning your, your path. Like we did, you know, so many years, you know, how many years it's been. Right. So it's and they're taking them to, I'm assuming Pabu. Pabu. Yeah. Which I love. I love that's, that's what's happening with them. But yeah, it's this whole, again, like you're saying the loyalty versus, you know, abandonment because, God, I mean, this is what Wrecker and them, this is what Force 99 went through, right? They they had been on the run. They felt abandoned. They felt lost. This is exactly what Crosshair is going through, right? I mean, 
it's it's again so full circle so clone wars so just i i love the storylines of this so i i like this episode a lot i i like that we got to see where hunter and wrecker were right like you're saying short episode kind of gave pushing that story of their you know they're trying to get to omega you know and they they do get some piece of information where they know the sector not the exact planet so at least it's a lead so yeah I, again all around great again animation's great music was great that monster the slithervine like monster gave me sarlacc pit vibes Oh yeah, that was cool. I like those that. little ones. Those were the creepy ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The little like mini <laughs> ones were yeah were wild. But yeah, all all around good episode. Anything else, Angela? You kind of picked up from this episode. Any other stuff you want to bring up? I just liked you know seeing new creatures, <clears throat> new monsters, things like that. Um, I thought when they dropped those explosives down into that somewhat sarlacc pit, like bouncing off the teeth, was like a really good touch. Touch put like a little bit of suspense in there. Um, and I, I loved that they have Gonky and <laughs> <laughs> Good old they've turned donkey. him into uh, like a power pack backpack. Um, that was pretty cool. You know, Wrecker carrying him around. I really liked that. Um, you know, as they were talking about how the Empire destroyed their own base, that meme of Palpatine saying ironic just like kept popping in my head. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> um, but it's. It, the, it's like a thin line between staying loyal and just trying to preserve your your own yourself survival yeah yeah and it was um really well displayed in that last conversation with mox and stack like to say like no we should if we can't go now then then we never will and and then for mox to come back and say like you know we're soldiers and these guys are are loyal um and are coming back for someone so it was just and that meant a lot to mox i yeah, love that. to see it to see it again because it was so lost while they were on in that lab so overall it was i thought it was a great episode um i loved it yeah i i mean that that big theme of again loyalty abandonment but finding it again right in these in that little in those little moments right of hunter and record just wanting just to get any type of information to find their crew member right that meant like i said that meant so much to mox and that's why again i think again a big reason why him and uh stack didn't leave and went to go get them was because of what he saw through through hunter through wrecker through their loyalty because that's what they remembered right as cadets that's what loyalty meant to them and they're doing it again. So, but yeah, I think the big, I think I really liked that. That conversation between Mox and, and Hunter and when Mox, you know, was talking about, you know, we're, we're not soldiers anymore. What are we doing? You know, what do we do? And Hunter's like, you have to carve your own path. And that's just, that's so big, especially for clones. Right. Because where do they go? They were discarded, right? They were either, taken out or they're being used as text test subjects now so i mean they're it's they're not even useful to the empire anymore right and we even saw that in season two the phasing of them right so yeah i again it just good stuff good star wars lore building good just storytelling i i liked it a lot i liked it a lot anything else Ange, before we really dive into the the big parts of this three-part opener nope all right, let's. Who, man? 
<laughs> Let's go to Tanis because there's some stuff going on in that mountain that is a lot of questions. Man. But we get back to Omega. And it's good to see our, our friend Omega. You know, and we first the first time we see her it, on the wall, it had been 21 days. Yep. So it's only been three weeks since she got captured. And she's with Emery, her sister, right? Yeah. And then Nala and they're in the lab show. So she's basically back to being Nala Say's assistant, right? It's routine. It seems like she's been doing it since they caught her, right? She she gets up, <laughs> she goes with Emery, they draw blood from the clones, she gives them to Nalase, they do stuff, and then she goes down to the kennels, helps out with there, so it's, it's a routine. She's been doing it for 21 days now, and she's kind of getting sick and tired of it, <laughs> as, as one would, you know, do, for sure. And she has a little bit of, like, free reign. Like, she gets to go and see Crosshair, you know, and, and talk to him. And it was great to see his mentality of being there. And I guess, like, maybe how his health is degrading because he, he has developed, like, that tremor in his hand, which is huge for him considering that his, like, advantage was being a sharpshooter. And if you can't hold a gun steady, like... Or is your skill like no longer needed right is it not even possible yeah it, again i don't remember that either like was that that's something new i think right with him in the tremors because i don't yeah. remember i don't remember that in like the end of the season of season no that two. was pretty that was new and it made me wonder like is are they doing something to him to yeah, make that just tremor say. develop so um, I hope that might come back up. I hope it's just not something that's like developing on its own. I mean, who? I, either way, I don't know, but I feel like it's something that I'm, the lab is doing to him. I agree. I think it, there's, it's some type of whatever they're doing to these clones or whatever they're doing to him specifically. It's it's affecting him. Um, but there's that very first conversation between Omega and Crosshair, and. They talk about, you know, the, when she says, you know, you don't, what what does she say? You don't trust enough. And he says, you trust too easily. True. And it's true. Right and right. Right. Fair point. I mean, it's very true. But I think even with, with Crosshair, I mean, that's true for Omega. 100% she trusts way too easily. But with Crosshair, I think he didn't, right, especially after uh, Order 66, right? He he was only about the Empire being a good soldier. I think the moment in Season 2 when he was helping that clone, right, um, when they were at that, uh, like, cold planet and he saved them and then the, the officer guy was like, he's expendable, I'm not going to not gonna do anything. And he I shot think, him. Right. Great. It was, it was great. Right. That was great. But that I think that was a moment where I think again for Crosshair th that was a moment of when he started trusting, and then look what happens, right? And it, it just it's it's his like you're saying it's his character not to trust, right? So so she goes through that day, and 
you see the 21 days and then the next time we see it, there are a lot more marks on the wall and it's 164 days on the one shot. So we're talking at least like five months ish. So it's been five months and she's continually doing the same routine. And now she's even more robotic about it. Right. Cause the first time we see her with Omega, she saw Crosshair and she looked at him. Now she just passes him, right? She's just so like it's just it's just her thing now, right? Hopeless. Yes, yes, that's a good word. It, she mm-hmm. is at this point. She's hopeless about it. But then what? What? What they did start. What Emery did though, started taking vials of blood from Omega because she said it was just routine. And then obviously we learned that Nala say. Every time that she does that, she's been discarding it because obviously now say knows something's with Omega, which we find out later on that through what through this experiment of they're trying to, and this is how I understand it, Ange, is they're taking whosoever blood, which is that Palpatine's? I don't know. It's or are we a looking sp- at- it's a specimen's uh blood and um the specimens are which we find out in episode three is whatever they have in that and those two highly secured um lab area that looks very sith sith like um very my sith. guess the specimens are um force wielding beings because you want to be able to see because they keep saying does it um like keep the same m count or increase it Right, so right. That's what they want to do. Right, right they right. have an M count, which would make me think that they are force wielding. So, is it younglings? Is it former Jedi? Like, um, because we all know, like, they want to be able to create a clone that has the force. That's that's what Palpatine wants because then he can clone himself, and his clones would have the force. And we know through the sequel trilogy in Shadows of the Sith. There were many failed experiments where he made clones that were just clones and he made clones that were force wielding. So um, I love it. I love M count. I love midichlorians. I love all that stuff. I think it's great that it's um, brought up in this uh, show. Yeah, it's it's interesting because, yeah, who, who is the specimen? Right. right. Who, who is it? I, is it Palps? And maybe we just don't know. And maybe even Hemlock doesn't know where they're getting this blood, but they're trying to, like you said, they're trying to successfully transfer that M count to another person, but keep either match or exceed that M count. That's the plan. And when we first saw Omega, so like after three weeks or whatever, they have not done that yet. And then by the time we catch up a hundred and you know sixty some days later, they have success successfully done it. But as Hemlock told Nalase, it it was a diminished M count. So they're still trying to find the one that can either match or exceed that M count. So I like yeah. that. I like that they still don't know that Omega is special, right? She's just there to make Nalase cooperate. That's what Hemlock wants, right? Right, right, right. Right. That's like the whole sole reason they brought her there. They have no idea that she um, 
is is what she is and i mean we don't even really truly know what she is either we just know that she's a unaltered original clone of Django fett that's it that's all we know so the obviously now say was doing something (laughs) and we we don't know but she knew obviously now say knew so when the moment came for her like when she knew well first of all the the emperor shows up because <laughs> he's checking on the progress so ian mcdermott comes and gives a very great voicing performance as always as emperor palpatine and so nalase tells omega because hemlock tells nalase he has to be with her so she can't discard the blood so it's going to be emery and so she's trying to figure out what to do. So that's when she tells Omega, you have to get out of here now. Like, cause even before that she told like Omega did ask her, like, why are you doing that? And she didn't answer her. And then that's when Omega was like, we're not doing what we were doing in Camino. And she's like, Nope. And she's like, it's safer this way. What a great scene. It was so sophisticated. You know, the way that Nala say was not looking directly at at omega and she's like whispering and like the fear you could detect like in her voice and then when omega walks away like the sound the music almost felt like it was muffled or underwater so you knew she was like deep in thought it was such a like sophisticated scene i thought it was it was like my highlight of the three episodes oh it was good no it was perfect and then when, you know, and I think Omega even obviously kind of figures out what's going on because then she's trying to like stall Emery almost. And then like, doesn't really know how to do that. But she also knows just she has to get Nalise's data pad. So she like obviously acts just kind of weird. Emery's like, well, just go get some rest and everything will be copacetic. And <laughs> she's like, okay. So then she takes the data pad runs and goes, gets crosshair out of jail. First of all, though, I do want to give a shout out to the scene of her going to the elevator and then kicking a mouse droid. Oh my God. Best that part. was hilarious. <laughs> so good. <laughs> so, and then the mouse droid gets all mad about it. Oh, so, so good. Yeah. But again, yeah, you, we, we get crosshair Omega. And I love that conversation because he, you know, previously to that, you know, obviously she goes there. It's almost like a daily thing. Again, a routine of her going to talk to him. And he's like, you know, before, before this, he's like, what is your primary objective? And, you know, it's, it's escaping. He's like, then why are you messing around? Like, get, get out of here. And again, that's when he says, he's like, if I had a chance, I would leave. I wouldn't think about, you know, I wouldn't hesitate leaving you behind. And she's lies. like, your lies. And I, I, she's right. I, <laughs> she's right. Oh, yeah. She called him out because he would have. He would have for sure. So then I like how he's like, so you found a weak point? And she's like, ah, nah, kind of. I'm just winging it. And he's like, is that a joke? Really? Like, I just, I just love, I just love the seriousness of Crosshair. But then she, you know, he distracts the guard. She opens uh, his cell up. He gets out. All the shenanigans. And then one of my, again, they're trying to get on a shuttle because that's what Nalase said. Get on a shuttle and get out of here. And then, of course, because the Emperor's here, 
all the shuttles are docked besides his. And even Crosshair was like, you picked the worst day to do this of all days. And then I like the one point she was like, well, let's just steal his ship. Right. <laughs> like, no, no, that's not going to happen. <laughs> but then they go through the the kennels, which I do like the droids name in there is a KK9. So that's yeah. kind of like a K. I like that. So, but they they take out like the the K nine droid down there, and then they go through uh, Batcher's cage because previously she let him out because they were going to eliminate it based on it being injured, which Omega you, was able to heal it. Did you notice when Emery showed up at that point that uh, Crosshair switched his gun back over to stun to before, stun. He, before yeah. he shot shot at her? I yeah, that was so interesting. I, I like, like that. Wow. It was real quick. Like you heard the click. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Because I think, again, because she did say that, you know, Emery was one of them. So maybe he just didn't, you know, because obviously they stun a lot of clones. They don't, they're okay with the TKs <laughs> taking out the new Stormtroopers. Right. But when it's one of their own, they, they tend to stun it. So, yeah, that was Except cool. later when Omega gets to that ship, man. Oh, no, she she went I ham. Was, I she was like, ham. whoa. Yeah, she she went ham a little bit. Now, did you think here? Here's my question to you, Ange. Did you think Emery was going to help at all? Because throughout those two, throughout these two episodes, you get the feeling that she's Omega is reaching Emery to a point of like you have to leave too. Like you know what's going on, you should get out of here with us as well. Did you get that feeling, or were you like, no, she's going to turn on them regardless? I get this weird feeling that there's more than one Emery. Because, like, if you rewatch the episode, there are, like, these lady lab technicians walking right, around. Right. And they look like Emery. There was this one part when Omega took the data pad and was sneaking away. It almost looked like Emery was standing right there. And I was like, oh, man, she's going to see her. But And then you think about, like, how she came in for that inspection with those commandos. And they, like, took her doll. And it was, like, crappy. And then, But then there's one that came back. Then Emery comes back and gives her back the doll. Or Emery says, like, you should just go rest, right? There it almost seems like there's multiples, right? Or there's just times where she's recon like considering like, I'm not sure if I'm where I'm supposed to be, or if I'm supposed to be following this this other clone, this Omega, this my sister, or whatever it is. So um I could think it could go either way. There's more than one Emery, or Emery is just really going through, going through it. I, I, I think it's the. I think she's. I think it's one Emery, and I think it's Omega again, reaching her, trying to get her to realize what's going on, right? And I think Emery is resist is obviously resisting because, like she told Omega, you know, when she was young, she wasn't in Camino. Cause even Omega brought that up. Like, she's like, well, if you're one of, if we're related, why didn't I see you in Camino? Cause she worked in the labs too. And that's when she's like, well, when I was young, like you, Dr. Hemlock was the one that kind of pulled her under his wing. And so she's, so I think she's again, feels loyal to Hemlock, but I think what she's realizing through Omega is that what's going on isn't, isn't good. 
Right. And it's because though, when she says we are sisters, I think that bond, like, I think that is again, coming together more. And she's, I think she's just, I think she will be a turn where I think she's going to help the team. I do. I don't That's just my to. guess. No, you're okay no. with where she's at. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way, but I just feel like it's, there's just little moments for me where it just, it seems like it's, it's building to that type of arc, I guess for me, but we'll find out. We'll find out for sure. Uh, yeah. The, like you brought up though, the name of Project Necromancer is big because that was Mando. Mando season three. When they brought that up and that was when the whole kind of council was together, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yep. So, and we we really, that's still, that's a newer thing that we learned in Mando season three. We have not heard of that prior to this. So again, what is what is that? What's in those tubes? Like, there's so much mystery going on in that mountain that I want to know. So what? I mean, where where do you go with it, Ange? What what is Project Necromancer? Is it another name for something that we're already aware of, or is this something completely just? They're just he's cloning something. Obviously, is it Snoke's? That's what's in the tubes. Like I I, mean, I don't want to even go down that road, but. <laughs> Snoke watch. Snoke watch. Yeah, twenty twenty four. But I mean, what what are your thoughts of again? This is now the second time we have heard this project, so this is pretty big within this uh, within the empire, and then even beyond this, right? Because mm-hmm. years later, they're still talking about it. So, um, Palpatine says nothing's more important to secure the future of this empire, right? And. If you read some books and you know Palpatine's obsession with living forever um, and you think of necro, like you think of death or dead beings, um, you think of bringing dead beings back to life or being able to preserve um, life. So, I mean, I think it just comes it comes down to that. And I think what they're testing on has to be um, beings that already have an established high m count because he's concerned that if he is cloned he will no longer have um yeah. unlimited power yep. see what i did there well done, um, well done. <laughs> so um i don't want to like get too deep into it because i feel like that's that's all it is but it was interesting how he said that there's people in the empire that will frown upon what they're what they're doing or find it disturbing or however yeah. he said it yeah um which is true because a lot, a lot of empire um, leaders, lieutenants, captains, grand moffs, um, they they still believe that the force is like a a, a religion and um, like something that's just not even around anymore. You know, that's like when I you mean, think grand of grandma talking right exactly yeah like if you think of a new hope and them sitting around in that council talking to darth vader and and them saying like the ways of the force are are no longer so and we're getting to that point we're almost at that point in the timeline so um i think it's just palpatine being selfish and he he thinks of himself as the empire so to preserve the future of the empire is to preserve him so yeah i i I tend to agree with that. Like, I feel like that's where it's going, but it's going to be interesting. Cause like, again, what, 
what other specimens like you're saying it's got it must be force wielders i mean the big thing in the clone wars was him with cad bane was getting that list you know of yeah that's um, true all the force um children or sensitive children yeah which bleeds into rebels yep so bleeds into the bad batch yeah so i it's gonna be interesting like is it yeah is it just force wielders that they've captured going to be in this season yeah yeah he is so we don't, and then when you when you brought that up, I don't. He never got the list, right? Um, I'm gonna have to rewatch. He did. I think he got the list because then he he went and picked up some children. Remember, they actually were testing on that little green yeah. kid or the ro- Rodian. Yeah, Rodian. Rodian. I, I think they he had remember. the list and then they got the list back. That doesn't mean he didn't make a copy of the list. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Especially with him coming back, it's going to be um, interesting. It's going to be very interesting. Uh, yeah, but this... There's just a lot going on behind the scenes. And then, of course, Hemlock making, trying to make a play of like getting more power... Yeah, I'm going to be the science minister. What the hell is that? Never even heard of that before. I was going to say, didn't we hear that in... Was it Mando season three when we were with um, the old... the uh, What's his name? Uh, the, the, the doctor. That... Oh, uh... When he was doing his speech to, like, the Coruscant... I swear... Maybe not. I'd have to rewatch that, but I swear that the Minister of Science or whatever came up. Maybe I'm wrong. But anyway. Are you telling me to rewatch Mando season three? Because I will do it. <laughs> yeah, I am it telling you. It is my to Roman Empire. <laughs> I am telling you to rewatch that. But yeah, I, it's going to be. And I love his response to him is like, all in due time. Like, we'll see, buddy. <laughs> yeah, like, we'll see. We'll see. We'll <laughs> Nothing's see. guaranteed around here with me. Yeah, clearly. Right. Like, you're expendable. I hope you know that. So what are you going to do? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I, those, these two episodes, I actually, when I did a rewatch, I watched them back to back. So I didn't do like an order. And it was interesting to kind of put both of them together as like a long, like a really super long episode. And it was, it was really good. Like I, I like actually how they did it though, where the was Omega first, then we got with, Wrecker and Hunter, and then we're back to Omega and Crosshair. I like how they did those first three episodes. I'm glad they did three episodes because if they yeah, would have did too. two, I was I would have been like, "Come on, man!" Like the the third was necessary. I feel like because again, in the end, what do we know? Hunt. They find out that Omega's blood is like the literally only one so far that they've been testing that can either match or exceed. So what does that mean? Omega has a force? Well, see that, and that's the whole. I know that's the whole maybe debate or whatnot. I don't know if that means she has the force, because yeah, we've heard that if you have high M count, you know, back in the day they would have probably took her to become a Jedi, right? I mean that's, but now that that's over, and clearly they hit her, right? The the um Nalase and all them hit her from all that, so. I, I don't I don't think it I don't think that means exactly that she 
is force sensitive. She has a high M count. I think you have to be trained to, right? Because we've been down this road of like, you have to be trained to wield the force. Just because you have a high M count means maybe you're just more, you are able to use it a little more easily than others. Yeah, I mean, you, you think still of, have to be trained, right? You think of the explanation of it in the Phantom Menace, and you think of Anakin's high M count or midichlorian count, and that he's able to anticipate like the future, and that's why he was so good at pod racing. Um, and there's been plenty of times, and I think we've brought it up even in some of our episodes of um, Omega has like this this. The sense extra of, something yeah yeah so i don't know girl has force it's pretty cool i i'm okay with that like i really don't care either way and this doesn't mean that every, i mean again just because she has an eye high m count doesn't mean she's gonna be a jedi or anything like that yeah like it just means that she has a high m count and i think even those little moments like you talked about that we have seen i think we saw that in this episode the last episode or even prior to of her and Batcher connecting, right? Like, it's yeah. it might seem small, it might just seem like a little thing, but it was actually maybe because of that she's able to connect like Ezra with ah. the animals, or like again, she's she can connect to things around her easily because of the force, right? Or because of her IM count. That gives her the the those again that she's not aware of yet, but she, maybe that's why she's able to do certain things like we've talked about in the past. So, but they get away because Emery runs in, tells Hemlock before they shoot down the ship that uh, Omega and Crosshair take over, which was hilarious. I love that scene. Plan seventy two. Yeah, now so good. Yeah, oh, it was great, and I like how he's like. He's like, tech taught you all those? She's like, yeah. He's like, of course he did. <laughs> like, yeah. Hold on, real quick, though, on that. I can't remember. Is Crosshair aware that tech, again, we don't know tech's fate, but we assume he has passed passed on. Does Crosshair know that? Like, I would think so. I would think Omega would say it, like, when they had their visits for 164 days. You would you think know? it would have got brought up, right? Yeah. Hey, um, that... that that figure that's just like kind of standing in the background in episode one. Is that tech? No, I, I know a lot of people think it is. No, I don't. <laughs> Who is I it don't. though? Who is I that person? Some new character, probably. Oh, is it's Maroque? <laughs> yeah, it's Maroque. Yeah, it's Maroque. It's Maroque <laughs> before he was Maroque. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think it I think it's just another clone. Like I wonder if it's the guy that it's in tech. the <laughs> I mean, if it's tech, it's tech. It's fine, but I don't think it's tech. But we'll find out. Again, that's the whole thing. Is he alive? We don't know. We'll find out. But they, but, but Emery convinces Hemlock to let them go because she proves that she, Omega is valuable. She is the like reason they, you know, that they can successfully do what they need to do. So and what's interesting go. is Nalasay knew this the whole time, right? Nalasay knew that there was a difference in Omega than any of the other clones that they created. And right, that right, right. she was like that. It's so funny that she was the edge 
for this project ne- necromancer mm-hmm. and she wanted to keep her close and to almost keep her hidden in like plain sight but eventually that was not great right and i know and then it was always funny to me that hemlock wanted omega around just to get nala to cooperate i would have wished like nala would have been like no i don't want her here i still won't co- cooperate with you you know so i don't know i i think nala thought that the closer she is that she can protect omega the better probably so, I mean, who knows? Who knows what Nalise was thinking, right? I mean, who knows at this point? But she's in trouble because obviously they, Hemlock kind of figures out that she's the reason that Omega got out because she was using her data pad. So, R.I.P. Nalise, maybe? Question nah. mark? She's still, she's still needed. She's the brains behind everything. The fact that Palpatine was giving Hemlock credit for, like, the advancements of what they were finding like it has nothing to do with hemlock i don't think um i think he's just the kind of like person that orchestrates what's going on and nala say is the brains of the experiments so yeah i mean no that's fair i mean she probably she 100 percent is but i don't think it really matters to palpatine who's who's doing it yeah right? i know but i don't think then i don't think hemlock will get rid of nala say i'd be surprised mm. it'd be interesting but I, I mean, yeah, I guess that that would depend on if he, how much he trusts the other like lab people, like Emery. Like maybe he's like, well, you've been around now, say enough, or you've been around the project long enough. You could probably take it over. So we'll see. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I mean, where do we go from here, Ange? I mean, would we go to Pabu? Do you think that's where Crosshair and Omega are going? Where do you think they're going? That's that's where I think Omega would go. She she sees that as a sanctuary. She thinks the Empire doesn't know about it. Yeah, that's true. So that's I think true. she would go there. And then obviously Hunter and Wrecker are going there with the cadets. So I mean that that and we've seen it in the previews. So that, that's my assumption. Yeah, I mean we do know that we are going to Pabu. That's true. That's and true. we and we know that the Empire shows up on Pabu. Yeah, unfortunately they do, don't they? Uh, <laughs> see now, dang it! Yeah, it's gonna be interesting because what? Right, where do we go from here? Does do we if we all go to Pabu? Do they? Does the Empire then find them and get Omega back? Maybe. I I think the Empire is going to get Omega back mid season. Absolutely, I yeah. think that is a given. Yeah. It seems like it's going that way that that they will get her back, and then it's again them trying to get her back, and them still trying to figure out where they are, right? Because they still don't know where Tantus is yet, and we don't even know the information that they got from the old base will lead them to Tantus. They just have a sector, and we don't even know if that's even the right sector of where Tantus is. So, a lot to figure out, <laughs> a lot to figure out, and this is only three episodes. And we got, what, 13 more to go. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's going to be good. Final thoughts, Ange, uh, on these three episodes? Anything you want to bring up? I'm just happy the batch is back. Um, it's a little bittersweet knowing this is the ending. But um, just like you said earlier in the episode, this just might be the, the show that gives a little bit more information towards the future. 
and what we've already seen. So it just kind of enhances it. I think it's great. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it will enhance the sequel trilogy, the Mando stuff, maybe even Ahsoka stuff. I yeah. mean, who knows? I mean, there's just a lot, a lot that we still need to go within the series, but they can go a lot of different directions. But I think, I, I feel like we think we know where they're going with it, right? Like, we feel like it's going to be Omega getting captured again. It's them trying to get her. It's them stopping this this project from getting, you know, fully like viable, but we know clearly in Mando. So this is even years later that they're talking about it still. So it's still a thing. We also know in shadow of the Sith that Palpatine's cloning adventures did not go well. And so we'll see, man, there's a lot. And do you think we'll see Palpatine again? I hope so, man. He is so dude, every time I see him in Clone Wars fashion, guess what I want guess what I think of? Guess what I think of? The Lawless. The Lawless. Let me tell you about the Lawless. And watch the Lawless. That was peak palps there. That really was. Peak palps. Oh, good stuff. Good stuff. All right, kids. Uh that's it. That's the show. Thanks for listening to us. This was our Bad Bad Season 3, episodes one through three recap. Uh stick around. We're gonna obviously gonna do uh more of the reviews on these episodes when they drop. So get excited. Uh if you guys uh follow us, please follow us. Uh we're uh the Galactic Pod on all the social medias. Uh we're on the major platforms, uh Apple Pod, Google Play, Spotify, all the major stuff. And then you can follow me, Lauren Romo, at Loro Knows on all the socials. You can follow me, Andrea Gutierrez, on Twitter and Instagram with itch, uh, through R2D2 Step. Yep, that's my handle. I don't know what I'm saying. Don't follow me. I don't do anything Star Wars related besides, like, post some art. That's not true. <laughs> it's worth a follow, kids. <laughs> All right, and as always, may that force be with you. Always. Always. Always.